0: and welcome to Fish Food, a podcast from Little Fish Accounting. I'm your host, Keila Hill-Trawick, and today I wanted to have a quick chat about business entity types. Um, I ultimately am going to have a discussion about paying yourself and what that means, but I thought that that should start with really a discussion about what types of business entities you can potentially choose for your business, and then talk about how that can impact how you pay yourself. So we usually start with some vocabulary words. Today, the vocabulary words are going to be the different types of business entities. Um, So a brief overview, a sole proprietor is a one-person business. So once you start selling something by yourself, you're essentially a sole proprietor. Congratulations. (laughs) Regardless of whether you've registered it as anything, set up a business bank account, any of those things, you are a business owner. The second vocabulary word is partnership. The easy way to think about this is that a partnership is a business with more than one person. Um, You don't have to have equal shares. You don't have to have equal ownership, but essentially you now have another person helping you run the business. The third one is an LLC. Um, We'll talk more about this in a bit, but an LLC is a business entity type that you register with the state. Um, It can be started as a sole proprietorship or a partnership but you're going to go through the process with whatever state you live in to have it set up. And the last one that we're going to talk about today is called an S-corp. An S-corp is an election that you make at the federal level and impacts how you're treated um, tax-wise and the options that you have. So let's start with a sole proprietor a sole proprietorship is essentially the easiest business type that you can make you don't have to register anything you don't have to set anything up as soon as you start selling you know, soaps out of the trunk of your car. You are a sole proprietor. You are a one man business running a show. And so one of the things to remember about being a sole proprietor is that essentially you can't pay yourself as an employee. Um, all of the money that comes into your business is yours. You're taxed on that profit. Um, But there's not a way for you to say, oh, I want to be an employee of my business as a one-person business unless you elect to be treated as an S-corp, which we'll talk about a bit later. When you're a sole proprietor, your taxes are going to be on your 1040. And so you're going to file an individual tax return. You're going to have what's called a Schedule C, which shows all of your self-employed income and expenses. And you're going to pull all of that together and file one return for yourself. This is important because... Even if you work a full-time job and have self-employed income and expenses on the side, it's still going to go through one return. You're going to have an additional schedule, but you're not going to have a separate business return. A partnership means that, again, you and at least one other person are in business together. If you file for an EIN, they'll tell you how you're taxed because you have more than one person. And generally, you're going to do some business registration with your state. I'm not a lawyer. I always like to remind people of that, but just know that you're going to want to set up some legal documentation to put your partnership in order to outline, you know, the ownership between partners, how much of the profit and loss that you're each going to be claiming, any organizational needs that need to be addressed. All of that is going to be set up with a partnership in a way that's obviously not necessary when you're doing business by yourself. A partnership files an informational return with the IRS, and that is called a Form 1065. And what that means is that the partnership doesn't actually pay taxes. What happens instead is that you determine the profit or loss of the business, and then you have resulting K-1 documents. Those are documents that go to each of the partners for which you will include on your individual returns to show how much you should claim um, to be taxable. And so, for example, if the partnership makes $100,000 and you have an equal partner where you split it down the middle, you are going to reflect $50,000, half of that, on your individual return to be taxed. And your partner is going to do the same on their side. States vary, but generally the partnership has a return where the partnership pays taxes to the state. So unlike the IRS, where you're reflecting that on your individual return, your partnership is going to pay the taxes um, directly from the business. An LLC is what's called a disregarded entity by the IRS. And what that means is that the IRS does not recognize the LLC as a business entity type. If you're a one-person LLC, the IRS is going to treat you as a sole proprietor. If you're a two-person, three-person LLC, you're more than likely going to be treated as a partnership. That's important because many people think that if they file their their LLC, um, they will have various tax benefits from a federal standpoint, and it just doesn't work like that. Because it's not recognized, the IRS is not going to tax you differently as a two-person LLC than they would if you just were a two-person partnership. The other thing to think about is that an LLC is a state entity, meaning that you may be taxed differently at the state level and also may be subject to other tax, such as franchise taxes or annual or biennial reporting fees, um, just to keep the LLC in place. The last one that we're going to talk about today is the S-Corp. Um, I hear this come up a lot because a lot of my clients or people that I talk to have heard from peers that the S-Corp is a good way to um, save on taxes. And there's some truth to that if you do it correctly. So we just talked about an LLC. Remember that you're being taxed at whatever that baseline business entity is. So if you're a sole proprietor, like we talked about before, you cannot pay yourself as an employee. That all changes if you elect to be treated as an S-corp. Now, since your business is a separate business entity, you have the opportunity to put yourself on payroll. So this means you can hire a third-party payroll system or identify the payroll taxes yourself, which I would not necessarily recommend. But you're going to pay yourself as a W-2 employee. You'll get a check with whatever frequency you've already set up, so whether that's weekly or biweekly, and you're going to have payroll taxes withheld. So that's federal taxes, state taxes, Social Security, and Medicare. In this way, at the end of the year, you're going to receive a W-2 and you're going to file just like a regular employee. On the other hand, your business is going to file an S-Corp return, which is a separate return that identifies the profit and loss from the business. You'll still report that income on your individual tax return, but instead of it being self-employed income, it'll show up on what's called a Schedule E, which is income that you didn't actively earn. That's where your rental income will show up as well as where items like S Corp, profit and loss will come through. The reason that this will save you taxes is not only because you can pay yourself and deduct the expense of paying yourself an associated income taxes, it's also because you are not subject to self-employment tax. So when we talked about the Schedule C early on, one of the kind of cons to the Schedule C is that there's an automatic assessment of self-employment tax, which is Medicare and Social Security that's assessed on your profit. You avoid that when you have an s because it's a separate entity type. Instead of it being treated as self-employment income showing up on a Schedule C, it is showing up on a Schedule E. So I hope that was helpful. Um, Like I said, just wanted to say something quick so that you have a sense of the different business entity types, how they're taxed differently and how they're defined for federal and state purposes. Thank you for listening. You can find Fish Food on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Want more? Sign up for our newsletter at littlefishaccounting.com slash subscribe, where you will receive bi-weekly news, events, resources, and guidance to help you on your accounting journey.